Good evening, everyone. Uh, so, as uh, discussed earlier, today's uh, focus is going to be primarily on uh, understanding uh, what is going wrong in the traditional approach of uh, water body rejuvenation, wherein uh, we all know uh, the tenders keep coming out for desiltation work of uh, any water body, any any lake or any uh, pond. So uh, basically, if we look at uh, the way people approach it, is one is uh, the civil construction, which is the the beautification uh, work around the water body. While that is also bad because uh, when you are uh, uh, doing a civil construction on the embankment area and encircling the entire embankment area uh, with uh, properly cemented blocks or walkway or pathway or whatever. When, when you block it completely, basically uh, the, the storm water or uh, the runoff water, the excess water from rain, which was uh, naturally supposed to get drifted towards the water body uh, through gravity, that uh, doesn't uh, come in, that gets restricted. So that is one part of it. And uh, another uh, big part of it is uh, when you do the uh, mechanical dredging through a dredging machine or you do decantation of uh, water and then you put in some earth moving equipment like JCBs and all and then you do the desiltation work. So uh, the agenda today is primarily to understand uh, is it right, is it wrong or what, what exactly should be the right approach towards it. So uh, let's start with the presentation in just a sec. Yeah, so everyone can see the screen on their window. Yeah. Okay. So, as discussed, the agenda today is E is uh, the desiltation good for a water body. And as, as you can see on your screen, um, the, the desilting work is on. You can see some... Uh, uh, huge uh, dredgers in the water body and that is that is a normal uh, site where which which you can spot in any of the water body being uh, rejuvenated mechanically so let us uh, delve uh, deeper into the details of uh, this particular aspect of uh, water body restoration uh, as as you can see, uh, the bottom tagline is myth buster for water body restoration. So there are, there are a lot of myths uh, which are there around I mean, uh, around the concept of restoration. While well, this is not called restoration, but uh, why it is not called restoration, why it is bad for a water body is what we are going to uh, understand now. So first understand what is silt. As you can see, the term is called desilting. So we need to first understand what is silt, right? So silt is basically uh, um, a kind of uh, soil itself. It gets created naturally, right? Uh, so, so basically. Uh, if if you grind uh, 
the soil into uh, finer particles uh, into into as tiny as possible you know uh, as as you can see it on the scale here this is a gravel this this is a normal soil particle and uh, smaller than this is a sand particle and smaller than this this tiny dot here is the silt and then is the clay which is literally invisible i mean you, you cannot see it on this scale right so this is uh, let's say if if we talk a gravel as 1 mm right so it is uh, about 1 by 16 times is the sand and uh, 2 by 16 times is the silt right so silt is nothing but a nanoparticle of the soil and how it gets created it basically gets created when uh, the whenever there is uh, uh, a kind of a, a pit dug into uh, the earth and water comes into it the water is always having a spiral movement uh, this spiral movement is actually grinding the soil below it's like uh, the movement is like exactly the way it moves in your uh, mixer grinder so when when it is moving uh, clockwise or anti clockwise or whatever way uh, it is basically grinding the bottom uh, layer of soil and this grinding uh, makes it a very fine a uh, particle it's it's uh, you can call it a nanoparticle of soil and that is that very fine particle is called silt so it is a natural sedimentation it is a component of soil uh, which is very well uh, ground because of uh, uh, the pressure and the movement of the water and uh, why is this required why does it get created is uh, can be answered when when you understand the movement of water uh, between the layer of soils uh, the water uh, on the surface naturally is connected to the water in the aquifer and this connectivity this vertical connectivity between the aquifer and uh, the surface water body is created through uh, soil capillaries these capillaries get formed only when the silt is formed in the surface water body so this is a natural phenomena so silt is required for opening up the soil capillaries link to the underground aquifer and this is absolutely natural there is uh, no human intervention required into this so wherever there is a lake wherever there is a pond and uh, it is filled with water uh, the silt will naturally get created and the silt will open the link to the underground aquifer irrespective of the depth it can be 100 feet it can be 200 feet it can be 500 feet whatever right so this is a natural phenomena now we have understood what is a silt and why is it required right so half of the question is uh, as it is clear that is desilting good for a water body if you remove the silt uh, obviously the link to the underground aquifer will be gone 
so that means uh, the water recharge to the aquifer uh, during monsoon will not happen and uh, similarly during uh, peak of summers when the evaporation rate is very high then uh, the refilling of the surface water body from the aquifer will not happen so it is is it good or bad right so anybody would say it is bad but uh, then how did this entire concept come into picture now that also we need to understand because you, we we cannot take any decisions in isolation without understanding the history of how people arrived on it right so technically scientifically we have understood what is a silt and we have also understood that desilting is bad but then let's delve deeper into it to understand how did this entire concept of desilting come into picture now here we need to understand another concept which is called the sludge right now what is a sludge sludge is basically any kind of pollution that we add into water that will uh, either be floating on the surface if it is lighter than uh, water or it can be uh, suspended within water or it can be uh, dissolved within water right or Uh, when it is suspended or dissolved for a good amount of time and new addition is happening into the water on a regular basis then uh, beyond a point the holding capacity of the water will be exceeded and when this happens basically all the impurities which the water is carrying along will settle down in the bottom right so whether it is settling down immediately or it is settling down over a period of time what settles down whatever impurities settle down in the bottom of the tank is called sludge okay now it can be organic it can be uh, inorganic uh, it it might be uh, uh, a biological waste uh, which needs to be decomposed biologically it can be a chemical waste which uh, needs to be decomposed chemically right so after the chemical decomposition also there will be a biological decomposition right so whatever is consumable biologically is called uh, uh, biological uh, waste and whatever uh, cannot be decomposed biologically is called uh, a chemical waste so chemical waste is one stage and after the chemical waste decomposition is done then again it will be uh, decomposed biologically so all physics chemistry and biology inside uh, the ecology will go hand in hand i mean you you cannot isolate the process as only physical or only chemical or only biological because water is uh, an ecological phenomena it is not purely physics or purely biology or purely chemistry so everything go hand in hand in the ecology right now all this impurity which has settled down in the bottom of the water body is uh, basically harming the water body and how it is harming is number 1 uh, this layer of sludge will actually choke the soil capillaries so it will disconnect the water body from the underground aquifer so this is one of the harms because of which uh, the rainwater harvesting will not happen and the water body will tend to get dry during peak of summers right so this is one problem second problem is this is a toxic layer so if this layer exists 
in the bottom of the tank there'll be uh, no uh, fresh water there'll be no fresh uh, oxygen right so this needs to be decomposed this needs to be removed right and just imagine if the bottom of any water body is toxic obviously the water above uh, it will have some of the other component of the same toxicity right maybe uh, the amount uh, or the extent will reduce on the top surface if the depth is too high but uh, then it will be there right so this needs to be removed uh, in in the process of rejuvenation or resuscitation of the native ecology of the wetland right so sludge we have understood this is a, a toxic settled down in the bottom of the water body which needs to be removed right now the problem is whenever you are doing this removal uh, physically or chemically uh, no machine or uh, no chemical can actually differentiate between living or dead cell right so whenever uh, you're doing it mechanically uh, instead of simply uh, de sludging you are also doing a de silting work because uh, the machines cannot differentiate between sludge layer and the silt layer now silt ideally should not be removed and sludge ideally should be removed right so this is where the uh, confusion starts this is where people start uh, mixing de sludging process with de silting process right so that is how this concept actually came into existence we need to desludge but not desilt okay so the myth here as as uh, the the first slide said we uh, have, we need to demystify and clear the myths of uh, the water body restoration the water body restoration is all about desludging not about desilting right Uh, so and then we have also understood that it can not be done chemically or mechanically so the question is how will it be done right so the right approach is ecological when you do a resuscitation of the native ecology of any wetland then uh, the the consumption uh, of the sludge will happen naturally right there will be a chemical reaction there will be a physical change and there will be a biological consumption everything will happen simultaneously with the bottom layer of sludge and this is called uh, you can call it uh, ecological dredging right here uh, there is no wet excavation done uh, there is no physical removal of sludge happening in the water body but rather it is getting consumed in the resuscitated uh, ecology because uh, it is getting consumed and digested uh, biologically uh, it is reducing physically and it is getting decomposed chemically so all three processes of physics chemistry and biology are happening simultaneously because it is being governed by the aqua ecology so this is the right approach this is how it should be done and this is how the problem gets solved because when the ecological dredging happens it is not happening mechanically it is not happening chemically it is happening ecologically that means it is getting consumed 
it is getting digested and uh, it can differentiate between the layer of sludge and the layer of silt it will not consume the silt it will only consume the sludge so the soil capillaries will get re-established which means the underground aquifer recharge as well as making the surface water body perennial will occur naturally so this is the right approach this is how it should be done so if anybody has got any queries you can uh, simply ask them right now or you can write uh, a mail to me and uh, uh, we will see to it that uh, we are addressing all your concerns and uh, you are clear about uh, the myth and you are clear about the very concept of uh, restoration of a water body. Uh, I think uh, that will be all for uh, today. Uh, do write into us and just stay in touch. Thank you. Bye-bye.